Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. How are we meant to pray words that we didn't write? And how are we meant to pray those same words multiple times a day? These are classic struggles with a fixed liturgy. But some traditions connected to a line in this week's parasha offer some new ways of grappling with this struggle. Vayetze Yitzchak lasuach basadeh lifnot arev. Yitzchak went out lasuach in the field before evening. For now, we'll leave the word lasuach untranslated. In fact, it only comes once in the whole Bible, and so we can't really be sure what it means. Some options include meditate, plant trees, or speak with friends. But most rabbinic sources view lasuach as indicating prayer, specifically the Amidah. In fact, according to an old tradition, this is the moment that Yitzchak instituted the daily practice of Mincha, the afternoon service. Yitzchak established the Amidah of Mincha, as it says, Yitzchak went out lasuach in the field before evening. And Sicha means the Amidah, Breshit Rabbah 68.9. Because Yitzchak went to pray before evening, Lifnot Arev, he is credited with founding the service that is recited before evening, Mincha. Rabbinic tradition makes this connection between Lasuach and Tfilah, which in rabbinic texts usually refers to the official Amidah, through a variety of verses that indicate Sicha is a form of prayer. For instance, in Mechilta de Rabbi Yishmael B'Shalach Vayechi 2, we read, Sicha means prayer, the Amidah, as it says, Evening and morning and afternoon I will speak Asicha and groan, and God will hear my voice, Psalm 55, 18. And it is written, I will pour out my words, Sichi, before God, I will tell my troubles before God, Psalm 142, 3. And it is written, a prayer for the poor when he grows faint and pours out his plea, Sicho, before Hashem, Psalm 102.1. I do not think the rabbis are working out the history of the formulation of the Amidah here. After all, elsewhere they attribute the writing of the Amidah to Shimon HaPakuli before Rabban Gamliel in Yavne, in Brachot 28b. Rather, they're teaching us something about the character of the Amidah, and specifically that of Mincha, which is distinct from Shacharit, the morning prayer. We saw that Avraham was credited with establishing Shacharit in Parshat Vayera when he returned in the morning to look out over the destroyed city of Sodom. Morning is a time of clarity, where the world is set before us and we face our reality, whether or not it intersects with our hopes. But Mincha is a time of blurriness and fading light. Yitzchak is a biblical character who always struggled with seeing and seeing clearly. In fact, in the end of our verse, Yitzchak does not see Rivka, even though she is right before him. He only sees camels. Rivka, by contrast, sees Yitzchak, Genesis 24:64. Later, of course, Yitzchak cannot see well enough to distinguish between his two sons, Yaakov and Esav. This inability to see well coincides with the time of Mincha. How might we also experience the moment of fading light 
as engendering a different emotional character to our Amidah, even if the words are exactly the same as the morning prayer. We might feel different when the sun is setting, perhaps like Yitzchak felt before he saw Rivka, when he continued to suffer from the loss of his mother and at 40 years old had no prospects for love. Why repeat the Amidah multiple times a day? Perhaps the very repetition helps draw our attention to changing feelings throughout the day. Indeed, one explanation of why we say the Amidah three times a day was meant to connect us to the changing nature of the day as it progresses. Talmud Yerushalmi Brachot 3.6, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said, the three Amidot correspond to the three times when the day changes for creatures. We feel differently at first light than we do when dusk comes. The Amidah offers us the opportunity to check in on those feelings and to pour out our hearts at different emotional points in the day. But what about our own words? Why recite only a fixed liturgy when we might have much more to say? Here, too, our verse teaches us something. The rabbis never imagined saying the Amidah entirely as a fixed prayer. Rather, they always saw the Amidah as a base text to which one also adds personal prayer. The only question was, do we say the personal prayer first, before the fixed words, or after them? We read in Talmud Bavli Avodah 7b. It's taught in Abraita, Rabbi Eliezer said, a person asks for their needs and then prays the Amidah, as it says, a prayer for the poor when he grows faint and pours out his plea, Sicho, before Hashem, Psalm 102.1. And Sicha means Amidah, as it says, Yitzchak went out lasuach in the field. Rabbi Yoshua said, a person first prays the Amidah and then asks for their needs, as it says, I will pour out my words, Sichi, before God, I will tell my troubles before God. Psalm 142.3 Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua disagree about when a person gives voice to their personal prayers by asking for what they need relative to reciting the fixed text of the Amidah. Rabbi Eliezer says to say one's personal prayers first. Rabbi Yoshua says to say them afterward. But no one says to ignore personal prayer when saying the Amidah. It is simply a question of where to insert it. In this version of the teaching, the word sicha is synonymous with fixed prayer, the Amidah. By contrast, other terms, such as tefillah or lagid sarah, indicate personal prayer. This understanding of sicha works with the view that Yitzchak instituted fixed prayer when he went to pray lasuach in the field. However, it's not so clear that Sicha means the fixed prayer. In fact, in the Yerushalmi's version of this teaching, the terms are reversed. We read in Talmud Yerushalmi Brachot 4.4, One Tana teaches that one prays the Amidah first and then asks for their needs. Another Tana teaches that one asks for their needs and then prays the Amidah. For the one who said one prays the Amidah first and then asks for their needs... Quote, a prayer for the poor when he grows faint and pours out his pleas, Sicho, before Hashem, Psalm 102.1. For the one who said one asks for their needs and then prays the Amidah, quote, to hear the cry, Rina, and then the prayer, Tefillah, 2 Kings 
In this telling, we have the same debate as above. Since surely one must add one's own personal requests to the Amidah, where does one add them? But the proof texts here in the Rishalmi view the term Sicha or Rina as corresponding to the personal, spontaneous request for needs, not the official prayer, the Amidah, which is represented by the word Tfilah here. With this view of Sicha as personal prayer, Yitzchak's behavior takes on another valence. He is not instituting a fixed public liturgy, the Mincha service. Rather, he is pouring out his personal desires, as the psalmist does in Psalm 102.1. We also can use the Amidah moment as a framework for our own personal prayers. Later, other options emerge for the right place to include these personal prayers. See the rest of the sugya in Avodah Zarah 8a. And we now add them in specific blessings or following the Amidah entirely. But the main point is, the Amidah was always meant to be intertwined with our personal requests. But the main point is, the Amidah was always meant to be intertwined with our own personal requests. Yitzchak's moment of personal introspection and pouring out might serve as a model for us as well, looking to pour out our hearts to God in our own words. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chavinsky for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you. <laughs>